Welcome to the Drowsy Eyes Insight Story Podcast, where you can explore your field of interest with in-depth knowledge from your contemporaries. This is Shoham and I'm here with Pramit and we are today we are going to discuss the elements of story and especially how to write a story. Hello Pramit, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, I'm doing quite fine actually seeing these terrible times we are living in and uh, it's very unfortunate that we have to do this podcast remotely seeing the covid-19 situations but uh, I guess it's better to be safe than sorry and hoping that the situation mends itself really soon. Right, with the world in such a condition, I believe it is all back to the drawing board for all us creative types and uh, there's no better way to start than I guess to write a story. So all those uh, viewers out there, audiences out there who are actually just starting to get into writing a story. So let's uh, discuss first what makes a story. So what do you suggest? Where do you begin? So tell me, so for mm-hmm. you, what is the definition of a story to you? Well, a uh, story is basically uh, the retelling of or an account of some event or something that's happened. you know to a character or to something before that i would like to ask so tell me without getting or delving into too much of a technical jargon uh, what should be the elements of a story according to you for me a story is there has to be some characters and uh, they will be you know there there will be some event happening and together that when you talk about what's happened that makes a story for you as a writer when you sit down to write put words on paper what are the things that come into your mind well when if if that's a situation then first i think about like an incident that happens and i have to get into what that incident is and who is involved in that incident that's what i start with and if i may ask how do you set benchmarks for this incidents well it can well it has to be something interesting like uh, i have a tendency to go larger than life that's for sure like it has to be something very interesting that easily grasps all my readers and all my audience so for me that is the benchmark what consists of an interesting so to say topic like you you talked about larger than life okay so to you the definition of larger than life must be something right Yeah that ha- doesn't happen in uh, daily life mm-hmm. like for example if every one of us is living a daily life a uh, larger than life is something that doesn't normally happen to us on an everyday basis okay i'll just tell you something which most of us writers i'm not saying all generally face this issue that whenever we start writing a story we immediately sort of assume that we have to come up with events or incidents as such that generally doesn't happen in our life or is very interesting so in that case i would just put forward a thought here let me take a very common incident that happens on a regular basis that uh, for example that you're stuck outside a washroom and the washroom happens to be your own washroom in your own home but apparently 
an annoying guest of yours has occupied the washroom and you that the washroom is the only one in your house and you have to go to the washroom desperately so do you think that is a story in itself or because these things are very common in life and this can happen to apparently anyone what i'm uh, basically trying to say is more about even if an incident is ordinary how to make that incident extraordinary is up to the writer how we are right. going to make that interesting is a different topic that we are going to delve into later but yeah but in in general that is a right thing to like put forward like i have never thought of it in that manner so something like an everyday object if made interesting by the imagination or by the skill of the writer can definitely you know constitute to be a good story okay so i'll give another small example like for example uh, there are five people sitting in a room and maybe those can be your friends maybe uh, you might seem that everything is normal and it's an usual hangout that you happen to do in weekends which we all end up doing and maybe mm-hmm. one of your friends are doing something that they normally do and you assume that that's right. the part of their behavior but maybe right. that small behavior can also have a great story that you might not know so basically what i'm trying to say is there are a lot of elements like this in our day to day lives that we take for granted and we kind of stop looking or delving deeper into that and that's where the stories that we can easily put on paper uh-huh. generally disappear because uh, we are so engrossed and um, i wouldn't blame but i would say that there is a general trend in commercial films yeah. to make things larger than life or to make uh, events larger than life or basically put the stakes a lot higher than what uh-huh. we experience on our day to day lives mm-hmm. the media that we are exposed to yeah they deal with a lot yeah. of larger so than life elements they do yes. deal with a lot a lot of larger than life elements and uh, even some events which you, if you recall like after walking out of a cinema hall or walking mm-hmm. out of a maybe it can even be an audio story that you happen to listen to and if you right. sit down and recall the events you might notice something that those events if you just write it down in the same sequence as, as that has happened you might not feel that same oomph that is created in the theater or in that experience Done so how that. do you get past that like what's the thought process that you should look forward to when you're trying to get past it i wouldn't say to get, go past it like there are thousand ways to write a sentence so using simple everyday experiences and how to make them larger than life is something which comes from practice like right. there is no secret formula of that course. i will just tell you when on um, tomorrow you will become <laughs> a oscar winning screenwriter or a writer i believe what we are talking about in general is that we are trying to analyze what constitutes an idea like how you form the idea that this is the story you want to write yeah like an okay. everyday event even something as similar as getting locked out of a washroom what are the points you look for you don't have to make it larger than life we have established that so what is the idea okay. like how do you start so i'll get into a bit of technical technicality in this part 
we have come to a conclusion that where do we pick the ideas right and the next step is how do we choose the ideas mm-hmm. choosing an idea and executing that idea and thinking that that idea will turn out to be a good story hmm. is kind of a never ending problem right i know you might be disappointed to hear this answer but it's true for example jk rowling so when she wrote harry potter she never in her wildest dreams thought that that film or that entire story will become mm-hmm. a world right. phenomenon right she was focused in just writing whatever that came out of her it's more of a gut feel that if your heart and if your gut feels that okay fine i want to tell this story and not the others that i have have been thinking of and this is the story the first like there might be many ideas churning in your head at the same time and i've been facing that for quite a while yeah so that first initial step is when a lot of us also tend to draw back we can't pinpoint which one to go with like the very thought that this will work and this will not it only arrives at a professional level where you you are accountable and for a beginning story writer i don't think putting that account at the very first like putting that accountability for a beginner or a beginning uh-huh. writer i don't think that's giving them the creative freedom at the very beginning right so it kind of tends to create a lot of pressure which i am in this very podcast not trying to encourage because for a writer or a beginner writer it's always the hardest step is to put that pen on paper right and just write it down and write it in a proper way i would suggest that you might have a lot of ideas but you'll never know which works until you start writing it down even if you are very attached to the story you shouldn't be too much emotionally connected to it because the first thing that we tend to do after writing a story we tell our friends we tell our closed ones right. our loved ones and we share it with them right in order to get a kind of feedback yeah and their feedback might not always be as we had expected ki okay they might say ki oh shit you have come up with the next revolutionary story that we have never heard of that that probability is quite quite less i would say without thinking what the world has to say about your story first whatever you're feeling at that moment about that story you have to first right it's a situation that all of us writers face like i usually what i do uh like be it writing lyrics be it writing a story what i do is once i have that idea in my head i just write it out and i just keep on writing and then i uh, usually remove the elements that i feel are unnecessary or you know i have that quality check in mind so i have i feel like okay this isn't working with the story so i cut it off and then i improve on that idea so to say give it a little bit of structure okay so you just uttered a term called struct and that is something very interesting so there are multiple structures in storytelling like yeah of course for a beginner story writer what is the structure for them like how do we i would start with the structure that is most used in the world and i wouldn't say that's a like a recipe for a successful story 
but right. that is yeah i mean it's not written in stone and neither it's any part of any commandment <laughs> so yeah. basically what happens is that is i the format that i'm going to speak out is the oldest existing format of storytelling that has been used for thousands of years if not more and the basic structure is called the three act structure so the three act structure that we are going to talk about usually starts with the introduction the build up and the climax and the conclusion mm-hmm. i'm going to explain the three act structure as briefly as possible without making it too technical but i guess this is something that every storyteller should get themselves familiar with because once they master this basic form of storytelling and yeah, they know it gives where structure to all your ideas yeah it gives structure and more of that uh, i guess to break away from that norm you first need to know the norm so the three act structures are not so to say independent structures and mm-hmm. how do you bind them what is the glue the glue is called the plot transitions or all right the intersections between these acts is mm-hmm. where the magic happens right so the first act usually consists of an introduction which we have already said so the mm-hmm. introduction to the character and what they are about and right. what is their scenario where they are at what is the current situation and the first plot intersection is when the urgency to go to the washroom comes right that is the first point where you transition so basically from the setting, introduction to your uh, climax that would be the transition that you come up with the urgency to go to the washroom yeah so basically what happens you are setting the character on a journey that setting up of a journey is the first plot point or the for- first plot transition that happens that the character is existing in a space we all know that we have already understood that but what's next and that needs to be established because that is very important otherwise the climax won't make sense of course so that urgency to go to the washroom in this case it becomes the first plot point and then we see the struggle the struggle is the very Conflict. struggle of that guy yeah so that guy is trying to struggle to get in the washroom so those are conflict points i'll talk about conflict uh, right. more detail uh, so on, uh, so the struggles or the obstacles the character will face uh, uh, during the thing is what we basically call as a conflict right yeah the conflict is introduced in the beginning of the second act and what is the All conflict right. or what is the so to say the uneasiness or the first thing that your character in that very space where he or she is existing is mm-hmm. not comfortable with so for example in that scenario which you explained the urgency to go to the bathroom washroom and then uh, going to find it locked that locked situation is the conflict for that character yeah mm-hmm. so the conflict is where the person is faced with a situation where he or she loses control of the situation that is a basics of a conflict that mm-hmm. can be there where right. he or she for the first time is not in control of the situation or the events that are happening in this case the bladder is the issue and he or she cannot control and that is where the first you introduce a conflict into the story 
and uh, we are using this conflict in a sense that when he or she cannot control that urgency they are going to the washroom and finding it locked so that poses the obstacle and the basis for this conflict yeah so basically he or she is not in control of the washroom that where he or she wants to go right so the idea behind this is that whenever you're pushing a character out of their comfort zone and in this case it's as simple as going to the washroom you can have ideas or introduction to new characteristics of a character a few characteristics can be exhibited by the character here one right. is where he starts knocking where yeah. he starts wobbling the lock yeah the basically the various action the character uses to deal with the conflict exactly that is sort of an change that is happening in order to overcome the situation which he or right. she is not in control of we have reached sort of at the summit of the conflict but there is this final tipping over and that final tipping over is the second plot junction between act 2 and act 3 is that is the point when the person tries all of the conventional ways or all the possible ideas that the character usually thinks of which is his or her general trait and the next step he or she is going to take is something that they have never tried before and it can be in our example it can be something like breaking down the door maybe so basically when the situation arises when the character is no longer in control they start to think in a different way and we right. observe a change mm-hmm. so you can see that the character is developing over here if you notice the character right. there is a development that the character either tries to break the door or it can even be as silly as he or she ends up being in a bottle so whatever action the character takes to overcome the conflict situation basically that will bring about the change in the character and yeah. we call that development to of get the, the job done so the conclusion or we can say that being in the jar or breaking the door or whatever it is can be the conclusion of the third act and that brings us to the end of that yeah, three this is essentially a three act structure right this is how we essentially form the basis of a story yeah all right so now let's uh, discuss what do we think like when we talk about a character uh, in a story the different types of characters that can exist for example one of them being a protagonist one of them being or the hero as we call it and one of them being the antagonist or the villain of the story so how do we define these character roles yeah before defining character roles i would say that any character whenever you're thinking of writing needs mm-hmm. to have two essential elements there are certain things which every character should ideally have in order to drive us to right so the first is a want mm-hmm. so the character needs to have right a desire to do something yeah and the second is the need so that want and need can sometimes coincide but generally those are deeper like for example the in the previous example that i gave of the washroom thing the want can be 
they want to go to the washroom right and the need can be so to say empty themselves off without breaking the social norms right so the want doesn't know any boundaries or the want doesn't follow any boundaries right uh, and the want can be something immediate okay whereas the need has to be something which is deeper i wouldn't say deeper in this case like driven by general, the situation maybe yeah but the need doesn't have to have just one conclusion is what i'm trying to say the want can have just one conclusion like i want to be a great writer right but why do i need to be a good writer right and that provides motivation for a character to do something yeah so like for example uh, right. i'm the protagonist of a film or a story and i want to be a writer but that's as vague as things goes right the real question is why do i need to be a writer that's when any character or in this case the storyteller who is framing the character needs to think of a prolonged idea that for example uh, i can be a writer for so many reasons right like my need right. can be that i want to be a writer because i want to be so to say uh, in this company and i want to be the best copywriter there so my need is to right. be a copywriter and earn more money out of it so that need becomes bigger exactly and maybe also the need can be i want to be a writer also because my need is not only money but that need also suffices to that once i have that money then maybe i can also get fame along with it and not just money right so the need has multiple parameters whereas the want can have just a single parameter and the need will usually drive the character to do a certain action whereas the want will only influence the motivation of that character maybe yeah and the want is more of a immediate resolution right. like the want is impatient right. and will actually drive you to your need like the resolution of your the want is the struggle the need is the end point right like you don't usually uh, say right like i need to be a script writer i need to be a sound recordist or i yeah. need to be a director nobody yeah. says but that. we are driven by certain situations to become that so that situations that you are being driven through is because of your want right and where you are reaching irrespective even if you are not reaching where you wanted to reach that position where you have pushed yourself using your want right. is the need and that need doesn't need to be fulfilled all the time so to exactly. say like everybody wants to be a director but how many people end up being a director or everybody wants to be a biggest picasso painter or something like that but how many of us actually become that exactly so the need is something which is very arbitrary and not everyone reaches their need right whereas the want is something that drives us till the right end. these are the two essential elements that should be in a character to make those characters exciting and the stories that we read or the films that we watch or anything it can be any medium of story that you encounter if you deeply next time revisit them you'll always see that these two things are always present 
irrespective of whether the character succeeds or fails in their endeavor okay i would like to also mention a small fact which many of us tend to overlook is what we called flaws all right we have all heard the phrase that no human is perfect or man is never perfect then we become sort of gods exactly of course we all have our <laughs> and uh, ironically <laughs> even the portrayal uh-huh. of gods in a lot of our famous stories and uh, folklore yeah the mythical Me- stories yeah it can be a mythical stories or even modern day films even the gods have flaws exactly and there's a statement called flaws is what makes us human and i guess somewhere those should also reflect on a character right so here whenever you're thinking imagining of a character it's very important to have certain flaws it can be very small and very big it's up to the writer mm-hmm. but what happens mm-hmm. is sometimes flaws makes us empathize with the character which is very very necessary if you want someone to enjoy your story is when they start empathizing exactly. they start investing investing their time investing their energy into reading or listening to your story and i would also say that flaws of any character should also be implemented in their actions while the story is progressing like for example i would exactly. say that user because that makes them a integral part of their character yeah so like for example if a character has flaws but the flaws never ever affects any situation that he or she is in a journey like the journey throughout the story mm-hmm. where none of his or her flaws affect the story in any way then again having those mm-hmm. flaws is as good as not having which doesn't solve our purpose right. like the characteristics need to manifest themselves yeah, in the story yeah even if those characters uh, characteristics have like the flaws are something which drives the situation into something even worse but that is where the learning happens right like if you reflect the same thing in your life you will also see that sometimes the mistakes that you did also helped you grow as a person irrespective of whether you grew exponentially or brought a minor change it doesn't matter but those flaws exactly. also define who you are and your behavior and that is something very important mm-hmm. to have in a character where you want the audience to empathize well that that about sums it up and uh, i hope uh, all of you who are listening in find the right inspiration and the right idea and just start writing and i believe uh, both you and i we are looking forward to seeing some very nice stories out there yeah and i guess i would love to listen to some of them yes i guess uh, we have uh, shared uh, the email id yeah yeah we have it so all our social media information is actually linked below our podcast here you can always click on them and share your ideas with us and we'll love to discuss anything and everything with all of you stay tuned for more episodes of the inside story podcast by the drowsy eyes 
We are a creative communications house that has aced the domains of audio and video production for artist development, social media, advertising, and film. Until next time.